0: I grew up with same-sex attraction and I was a porn addict. No one knew, but I was wrestling with it for so many years. Real life starts now. This is real
1: life radio show with on i felt alone i felt lost i felt scared real stories i was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life real people i was thinking there was no purpose for my life there's no reason for me to be here
0: real problems
1: i told my dad if you try to take these drugs i'm gonna kill you
0: one solution god
1: hope is a person and his name is jesus
0: and now your host on
1: Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. We're going to talk to real people who had real problems, who found answers and a real God. Today, we're going to talk about how male-to-male same-sex attraction works and to see if people are born that way or not. Now, listener discretion is advised as we're about to discuss things of a sexual nature intended for a mature audience only. Now, science has not been able to prove it and so far, there's no proof of a genetic link that causes same-sex attraction. But so then, where does it come from? Today, we will have Devon Johnson, who used to have same-sex attraction, but later on, when he learned the truth, today believes that people are not born with same-sex attraction. Rather, it's spiritual. He's going to talk about his struggles with it and how he overcame, and today, he is an on-fire Christian. Devon, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. Davon, it's such an honor to have you on the show with us. I mean, today you're talking to us about this complex subject because this is kind of like a taboo thing to talk about. But I want to appreciate you for coming and sharing your experience. According to your experience and belief, do you believe that same-sex attraction is genetic in any way?
0: That's a really great question. And I've done a couple of studies on it. One of the largest studies conducted of same-sex behavior has found that Genetics are a little complicated, but there's no one gene that determines one's sexuality. Mm -hmm. I believe that social and environmental factors are key to developing one's sexuality as well as a spiritual
1: component. That's fascinating because you've actually had some personal experience with this. Now, I understand when you were younger, you had quite a need for acceptance because you were originally left by your earthly father. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, I have a biological father who... After getting my mom pregnant, they did not stay together. So that felt like rejection from conception. And then I did have a stepfather figure, but he ended up going to prison. And although he didn't walk away from me, having been taken away from me and placed in the system, in a sense, felt like rejection. As I grew up, I try to make friends in school. And I kind of just always seemed to be the oddball that just stood out. There was a lot of my classmates who had like a toxic masculinity, whereas, you know, I was a little bit more passive in my gender expression, my gender roles. And so I just always felt like I was ostracized or I ducked out like a sore thumb. And I've always wanted to just feel the acceptance. And I often would do anything that I could do to receive that acceptance from them. So yeah, rejection definitely played a part in my life growing up.
1: That's interesting because here you are now just trying to find your identity and really looking for acceptance. Now, let me ask you a question. I understand that you had your first encounter with a man who was supposed to be good for your family. It was one of your mom's boyfriends and suddenly he did something really weird to introduce same-sex attraction to you. Tell us about that.
0: I was probably in the third or fourth grade, seven, eight, nine years old. and I came home from school and I opened my bedroom door and I saw my mom's boyfriend at that time lying across my bed and his boxer briefs.
1: What? So wait, wait, he's laying on your bed. He's lying in my bed
0: in his underwear and he just motioned for me to come into the room and hesitantly I came into the room and he pulled in Italia and had me to touch him.
1: What? Oh my gosh. So he was waiting for you. This was not like a haphazard thing. That's horrible. That must have been scary, no?
0: It was. It was scary. Like, he's an adult. He's my mom's boyfriend. So you would think that this is an adult figure that has my best interest at heart and that he's there to protect me. But I felt that in that moment, I was being victimized by him and I was a prey. Come to find out, his sister later told my mom that had she known that he was in a relationship with my mom, she would have tried to convince my mom not to date him because her brother was not a good person. He had sexually abused some of his other siblings as well. So this is not something that was isolated with me. It's something that he had a history with.
1: Wow, man. Now, I understand you had another experience when you were younger, when someone who will keep anonymous, was gay. This person was openly gay, and they really pressed upon you to give you your first experience. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, someone very close to the family, someone my age, probably was about 13 years old at this time. An individual spent the night at my house, And we were just watching a movie. I remember like it was yesterday. We was watching like Jeepers Creepers 2, like a horror movie. Every time a scary scene happened, like he would grab me as if he was like terrified. Like, oh, you know, I'm so scared. Protect me. And I'm like, dude, just like watch the movie, you know, watch the movie. (laughs) But after a while, the movie isn't what we were paying attention to. It was each other. As he began to ask me certain questions like, hey, have you ever like had sex with someone before? And I was like, no, I've never had sets. And he was like, oh, um, I have. And, you know, sets feels great. I've done it at this location. I've done it at this location. Would you like to try it for yourself to see how it feels? And before this, I never had sets before. And so it was kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. It felt uncomfortable and awkward for him to ask this question.
1: Yeah, but he was trying to like push it. And you were like, no, like kind of resisting, it sounds like. I was kind of like resisting, like, you know, what? we're in my parents' house,
0: you know, we're two guys, this is gay, like this is wrong on so many levels. And he pressured me and it got to the point where he said, you know what, if you feel uncomfortable, I understand, but you don't have to do anything. I'll do all the work. I just didn't know how to refuse. I didn't have refusal skills. I was very passive at this time. And so I just sat on the bed, paralyzed, flight, freeze. I just froze and he took advantage of me in that moment.
1: Oh my gosh. So you're having your first experience though. And at this point, it's kind of opening up a window here.
0: It opened me up sexually at that moment. There was no intercourse or penetration or anything that took place. It was, you know, more so... Him performing fellatio on me or oral sex. And I just was so taken back by what was going on. I had no feeling. I had no pleasure. Just, I was so shocked that this had just happened. But after that encounter, he would try to spend a night at my house as often as he could so that he could continue this behavior. We never did that again, but it was kind of like a grooming type of situation.
1: Yeah, it sounds like that. He was like teaching you how to, you know, how to be gay. Right, basically. And at first it was
0: a turn off because I had never done it before and it just felt awkward and it felt wrong. But because every time he would come over and he would groom me a little bit more, it went from being a turn off to a turn on until eventually I felt as though I was turned out.
1: Devon, let's stop there. I'm so sorry that these ideas and challenges really force upon you when you're younger, really... Shaped a lot of things here. I know that these things definitely had desires awakened in you, it sounds like. I want to hear more about some other influences that you had that pushed same sex attraction for you, and I'm looking forward to having you on our next show.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Okay, this is a heavy subject, guys, but let's analyze this a little more right after the break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle, and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA, and that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who is committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeninthenations.com and we believe America shall be saved. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? As I'm listening to this, I'm learning so much about same-sex attraction that many people struggle with this very thing. Now the first question is, are people born with this? Political motivated scientists have been trying to prove this for years, trying to paint the picture that people with same-sex attraction are genetically geared that way. And you know, some science came out and it was rejected later on in the 1990s, but you know, they were believing that there's a gene, now they're not sure. Now today, scientists are trying to prove that people are created to have same-sex attraction like a variation in the human species. But this question is really huge here. If there is a God, did He make people have attraction to the same sex? Or could it be a perversion of what was originally created? I believe it's the latter, and let me tell you why. Now first of all, I used to be an atheist, and many in the scientific community would really uphold what I used to believe, which is Darwinian evolution and survival of the fittest. See, what this says is that in nature, only the fittest genes in the pool will make it. And nature evolves genetically in ways that will benefit the species' perpetuation. Well, genes evolving to have same-sex attraction doesn't even make sense according to that model. Why? Because, well, it's not perpetuating anything. So there leaves the second thing, which is the belief that God made people to naturally have same-sex attraction, like they were designed that way well it's written in scripture in genesis 127 so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them okay so let's stop here according to ancient scriptures god is who made man and woman think about this male and female and it was he who made them that way so it's written in the first union was with adam and eve the first marriage clearly God laid a foundation that it was between a man and a woman, not any other picture. So, this is God's original design. Now, further to demonstrate that God never created anyone to have same-sex attraction is this verse here in Leviticus 20.13. If a man lies with a male as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. Guys, Scripture says to God that homosexuality is an abomination. Now, that word in Hebrew means properly something morally disgusting to God. Now, why would this be disgusting? I mean, isn't it just two people loving each other? What on earth is wrong with that? Well, the answer lies much deeper. It's a deeper spiritual understanding to get this. In truth, no man or woman was a creator of mankind. Only God is. And listen to this, folks. Only God knows deeply why he thinks this is a detestable thing. I've asked the Lord in prayer about this. I've asked, why is this so bad? The answer I got is I got a picture of hammers hammering in other hammers and nails trying to nail other nails. See, both were created to be in the hands of their maker to make and build something. And same thing with mankind. Men and women were made to have a union. Father God, I'm praying right now that you would reveal this truth to all who are listening and open our eyes to consider and hear more of Davon's story. In Jesus' mighty name. Hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477.
0: That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.